Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Chuck <laughs> Carroll is here. I love this man. We have been friends for years. I'm a huge fan of his wife, and you probably know her, Julie Wright. She is, she's been a longtime TV personality in the Washington, D.C. area. She's on Channel 7. Um, Chuck Carroll, the weight loss champ, is here. He has a new project out that we're going to discuss, and also Chuck is such an inspiration of his story of weight loss, which was what, over 300 pounds? Uh, 420. Don't shortchange oh me. Oh, my God. Don't shortchange me now. You lost 400 Oh, 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 no. No, 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 no. 420 was my peak weight. I oh. I, <laughs> I lost 275 pounds. 275. Yeah. But Chuck, even because now you're plant-based vegan, which we're yeah. going to talk about, you've had to have lost even more. Oh, you yeah. look even tinier. Okay, so what was your your highest weight was 420? 420. What's your weight currently, if you don't mind me asking? It's uh, 144. But but see, Amazing. so like that sounds crazy, right, for a that, guy? But you, you need to understand. See, you're listening on a podcast. I'm 5'6 on a good day. So this is, you know, this is not, not crazy. I'm not like 6'6, 144. You know, I'm 
Chuck and I kind of have like the same body look and um, same height, really. Yeah. <laughs> if you Google me. Twins. And you put, honestly, Tw- we could be twins. Absolutely. We share clothes. It's amazing. <laughs> Truly, really yes. We're about the same size. <laughs> Chuck, I am so thrilled that you're here. I'm so excited about your new project. Thank so you. let's talk about your new project before we get into, because I, I wanted to have you on. Uh, January 12th, we just passed January 12th of 2018. The 12th is the day that about 60% of people are going to give up all New Year's resolutions. And most of those resolutions are around health and weight. I gave up uh, making a New Year's weight loss resolution about probably four years ago. But for 14 years, every single year, my New Year's resolution, and I I posted this on social media because I feel like it was so shallow, was always to be hotter and skinny. That was it. And that was like, it was, and I was serious. Like, I was serious. I really believed that losing weight, that being a size four, that was always my goal, that that would bring me happiness and success. Mm -hmm. And um, I've done every diet under the sun. None of them were until I got to mindful eating, which essentially is finding a healthy eating pattern that is sustainable long-term. Yes. See, you hit the nail on the head over there. I'm so proud of you. Well, that's why one of the many reasons you and I have been friends for so long. But tell me about this new project because it's really exciting. Yeah, the exam room by the Physicians Committee. Great group. They're over there. Um, basically, Physicians Committee in, uh, in a nutshell is all about preventative medicine through nutrition. You know, so it's if you treat your body right, you put good things in, you're not going to have to deal with all of those chronic illnesses that plague so many people. Your risk of diabetes goes way down. Heart disease goes way down. You know, so many good health benefits there that, you know, when you get older, you're not going to have to be you're not going to be a walking pharmacy, basically. And so that's kind of Amazing. Uh, what these guys are all about. And plus, you just feel phenomenal. You Do really, you? I mean, it's so crazy. Like, so I lose all of this weight and I think I'm doing great. And then I go vegan and it's like, oh my God, this is what being healthy truly is. Like my body right now is a fine tuned machine. I'm feeling so good. <laughs> so tell me this, cause Dr. Barnard is, and everybody knows Dr. Barnard now really from what the health, yeah. um, but you know, he's been a long time physician advocate of vegan plant-based eating and he founded the physicians committee, right? In Washington, DC. He did. He did indeed. So Dr. Barnard's on some of the episodes and then also, are you rotating with some of the other physicians in the group? We, we do. Uh, every week, uh, we have another physician or a nutritionist. They have such an incredible staff there. Um, you know, I mean, you've mm-hmm. been to the Barnard Medical Center, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's really cool to be able to tap into those internal resources. It's like, you know, pick up, you know, just speed dial, literally. You know, you've got like 18 million doctors right there that you can tap into. Like, it's, it's just phenomenal, and all of them are just so smart. Now, what are some, I mean, obviously the show is based around uh, vegan plant-based, but what are some of the themes that you guys are tackling? Uh, So obviously we did New Year, New You, where we released that before January 12th. Okay. Um, And that that was basically, you know, getting people ready to go vegan. Here's all the health benefits that go into it. But then we get into deeper things. Um, We've got an episode coming up uh, called The Meat Cancer Connection. And Mm. um, one of the nutritionists on staff there, um, she had a, a scare um, where she found a lump in her breast and um, she got that taken care of and and she really kind of cleaned up her act beforehand she studied up and you know went um, vegetarian plant-based and then um, as soon as she 
basically, so she finishes the first round of treatment, goes back to her old, her old diet, and within a matter of weeks, months, the lump came back. Really? And then she goes plant-based for a second time after she, she has wow. it removed, and it's never come back. So we, top, uh, we tackle like really heavy topics like that. And so when I'm talking about preventative medicine through nutrition, that's exactly the kind of thing that we're tapping into. The science behind it, the miracles that are there. You know, just spoke to another doctor out in Oregon. Uh, he was a former physician's um, emergency room physician, and uh, he learned about the benefits of a plant-based diet gets so inspired that uh, he leaves that and now he just preaches you know the the health benefits of it and um, it works so well and he garnered so much interest in the community that he turned his city into a blue zone do you know what that is no no clue a, a blue zone are those rare places on earth where people's lifespan far exceeds the average uh, american or japanese wherever that blue zone is far exceeds that and it is he uh says because you know they, they go plant-based and that's certified that is 100% certified. You know, you probably saw this, and I'm sure you're becoming now much more um, up-to-date on all this, but there, whenever I, I had Dr. Barnard on, on this podcast and, you know, you put out a video about him, there's so much resistance as well, and so many people do not believe that meat is at all tied to cancer, especially if you're eating meat in moderation, let's say two days a week, three days a week. Um I think recently I just saw there was a study about bacon and hot dogs. I don't know if you saw that, like, will actually help you now live longer, you know? So right. I, what, how do you guys keep handling that? Because that resistance of people saying that milk is healthy, eggs are healthy, meat is, you know, you get a lot of backlash. Well, you do. And the thing is, it's like you can't really fire back you know, double barrel. You, you can't go back all guns blazing because they're dug into the sand. And so what you try to do is just chip away and offer them little bits of knowledge and hope that they pick up on it. And a lot of people have started to. So that kind of revolution is kind of underway. But if somebody's really dug into the sand with with their thing, like you, you can't argue with them. But what's the sign? Like, what's the new? Because that's the thing at Barnard. You guys are always doing new research. They're always mm-hmm. coming out with new studies. Tell us like right now, what are the statistics? What are some of the correlations between eating meat and cancer or eating meat and diabetes? You know, what's the... What's coming out on your end that you're becoming aware of? Well, yeah, so here's what I've learned, uh, especially just doing that episode recently, is that uh, consumption of meat is tied to more than a dozen forms of cancer. Like, it is really? ridiculous. Um, and it, it's ah. really just indiscriminate. Men, women, young, old, it, it just doesn't matter. Um, but the thing is, what nobody realizes is that this is not new knowledge. Um, We went over an article that was published in the New York Times in 1907, and the headline reads, Cancer Rates um, Higher Among Meat Eaters. I kid you not, 1907. And so that knowledge just gets swept under the rug for a century, and now we've just circled back to it again. And that knowledge is getting swept under the rug because, like in What the Health, they really tackle that the meat industry, the dairy industry, spend millions and millions and millions of dollars 
conducting surveys that show in their favor that, oh, well, you can you can have um, dairy and it's really great for your bones. Mm-hmm. And that they also market to us all the time that these foods are healthy. Yeah. And so here's where it sounds a little bit, and I will admit this sounds a little bit conspiracy theorist, but it is 100% true. Uh, do, do the research. We obtained okay. this through a Freedom of Information uh, request and um, a FOIA, if you will. Um, the government actually... Um, there's a grant that they give to like McDonald's fast food restaurants. How can you find ways to put more cheese on your food? Because cheese is so addictive and it's so bad for you, but you know, it's such big business and there are such lobbyists on Capitol Hill from the dairy industry. Um, so, okay, break this down for me. So what's happening is the dairy industry is, is hiring lobbyists that lobby um, Congress, senators, um, their representatives to essentially have government money go to McDonald's <laughs> To do studies on or to do promotion of cheese, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. That's so fucked up. Ugh. So, yeah, they go into like a little cheesy think tank and they, they think all this up. So that's where when you think about um, like a stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut, that's kind of where those types of ideas are spawned from. It's literally how much cheese can we fit in something? Um, what the health, you know, was like a huge movement in 2017. I love that you guys are continuing this now with podcasts because podcast is quickly becoming the number one way, especially people under the age of 40 are consuming new information. Um, what, tell me this, what do you think is going to be, do you think we're going to start seeing more funding for healthy stuff for plant-based stuff? Or do you think that the fight is still real tough it's uh we will um slowly but surely i mean you you know that the tide is starting to turn um, yeah it is it is a lot of plant-based you hear it a lot now vegan you, you do and my sincerest hope is that it doesn't become like this fad that fizzles out um and i don't honestly think that it will in this case because the younger generation that's really embracing this is is embracing it wholeheartedly and believes in it so much mm-hmm. it's it's not like a, a a wacky south beach diet you know it doesn't have a fancy name to it because it's not a diet it's a lifestyle and that's the big difference so one more thing around meat do you think um you know what's your research do you guys do a lot of research about free range like a lot of people are, <laughs> are like saying oh well, i raise my own chickens and i know that they're not fed with gmo grains and all that stuff so if you're buying free range meat let's say from your farmer's market is that any better for you than the purdue stuffed with chemicals chicken breast so i'm not a doctor um yeah i've never studied the nutritional value but chicken meat is chicken meat is chicken meat and that's that's the bottom line so the same kind of you know uh chicken hormones whether they're getting injected with extra hormones or not i mean we're human we're not chickens so why would you consume chicken hormones like you know that's that's there so if you want to call it free range and think that it's healthy okay go right ahead um but no i i don't think that there's too much of a difference there as far as decreasing your risk of developing cancer um last question before we kind of talk more about your story of weight loss and your kind of advice for people that are you know i always preach diets don't work it has to be a lifestyle change um but that's very hard to do 
Um, what else is trending? What is something that the Barner Group is working on that is something we're going to see in 2018 around plant-based vegan? Are you guys working on something cool or is, or is there something that just really has blown your mind? We are. And this is actually a campaign that yeah, you may or may not think that it's cool, but it's certainly important. And that is we're trying to get hospitals to clean up the kind of food that they offer to patients. So the patients go in there and, mind you blown. know, they're so sick and then they have surgery and they need to recover and then they're being served all of this processed meat, this junk, this dairy that's not going to do any good for their body. So what we're trying to do now is... Fucking crazy. Isn't that nuts? You go in and it's just like pancakes and link sausages for breakfast. You're like, what? Yeah, as my four-year-old nephew would say, that's cuckoo bananas. So... (laughs) Uh, so really what we're trying to do is clean up those acts. And and they've been working on for years actually trying to get actual fast food restaurants out of hospitals. Mm. Some hospitals, you go in there, there's a McDonald's in the lobby. Wow. And it's it's like, come on, people. Come on. How is the, that going? Getting a lot of resistance or a lot of, uh, hey, we, we want to figure this out and, and help patients? Depends on the hospital. It, it really because does. Because it's a business. Yeah, it's a business. So some of the hospitals around here, <clears throat> Howard Hospital, uh, they're a little bit uh, more hesitant to work with us. Um, but others have, have, you know, kind of embraced it and at least are, you know, open to having meetings and, um, you know, but it's not just around here. I mean, the physicians committee is a national group, so that's kind of the cool thing. And so, yeah, we have a little campaign here in DC, but we're also making those same kind of pushes, you know, around the U S. Um, where can people, and I'll I'll ask you this again too, at the end of the show, but, um, the podcast again is called the exam room, the exam room. Where can people get it? iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, and, uh, just hop on the website. If, uh, if you want pcrm.org slash podcast, drop a new episode every week, typically on Wednesdays. Um, the cool thing about that is, uh, we also have a success story on there every week, you know, and I love like just kind of kicking around ideas and, and comparing, contrasting the journeys that, uh, you know, that person has in my journey. And you'll find that no matter how somebody reaches the end point, you may take two different paths, but there's still a lot of, a lot of common elements there. And it's, it's a lot of fun and it's really inspirational. And then we bring in the doctors and everybody gets really smart too. Oh, I know. They're so good. I yeah. know. Yeah. They're yeah, really yeah. good. <laughs> um, you and I worked together in radio. We, we worked at, um, in the same radio cluster for years and that's how I met you and when I knew you you were 300 and something 400 pounds I mean it's just amazing to know you today so I know your story but you lost the weight through doing um gastric bypass right that was how it started yeah and what was your tipping point when when you knew and and how did you know that was going to work? Because a lot of people have gastric and then they gain the weight back. So I love your story. Well, thank you. Um, I honestly didn't know that it was going to work. Um, wow. So here's the thing. I thought that I was going to do this and it was just kind of like a last resort. Like, okay, so I'm going to do this and then I can say I've tried everything, throw up my hands and then resign myself to die. I hate to be Debbie Downer. That's how it was. Um, wow. Because yeah, my, my father and stepmother had it, and they had success with it. And I loved them to death, but, you know, I saw them put some weight back on and, and fall right back into their old habits. And I was like, all right, well, let me just do this. I've done every other diet, so what the hell? And um, 
Yeah, but then you go through the surgery and, and you just wake up on the other side and you can go one of two ways. You can go left and, you know, that's the road that you haven't taken, clean up your act, or you can go right back to your old ways. And um, so I just decided to go left, mainly because I felt like a truck. I, I got hit by a truck, you know. After the surgery. Oh, my God, yes. It was just so, and why, physically, it was just so tough on your body? Right, and and that was less the procedure itself, like, it was less the intestinal rerouting, just to get kind of graphic about it. Yeah, and gra- it was, get graphic. And we it was it, it was more the fact that uh, it wasn't done laparoscopically. Like, dude went straight through my abdomen, and um, and that that is the part that just sucked. It was oh my just God. so painful. Like, did it feel like you just done the worst sit-up of your life? Like, yeah, yeah, well, you can't constantly. move. You can't you, move. You, I, I mean, like, they tell you to move, and you have to move, lest you develop a blood clot, but it's so painful because you use your Holy core shit. for everything, every little twist. Like this little head bob that I'm doing now, you don't realize it, but your abdomen, is, it's it's tied in there. And so it's like you're that heavy. And so just like trying to sit up, it's, it's like hard enough as it is. And then like your muscles are literally ripped open. So tell me this, you know. You've kept the weight off for so many years, and I'm sure you've done a lot of self-analysis mm-hmm. on, but did you ever, why and what was the emotional aspect, do you think, that you ever got to 420 pounds? Like, have you ever kind of looked at the emotional part y- of it? Yeah, um, th- I'm sure that there was. I mean, the self-confidence wasn't there, and food for everything was just kind of the go-to. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and say that my life was just a poo-poo platter, you know, my, you know, life was more or less pretty good. You know, I had the opportunity. I always wanted to work in radio. I did work in radio, you know, one of those wacky morning sidekicks on big 100 is big Chuck. So, you know, all the puzzle pieces fit. Um, and, and so life was not necessarily bad. You know, it was tough dating, you know, that was the hardest part for me. Not a lot of confidence there. You know, who wants to date somebody that is that heavy. Um, but I had, you know, a girlfriend and we should talk about this in just a second. Um, circle back to the girlfriend, circle back. to Okay. That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know if that helped or hurt the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That's, that's when the sympathy card will come out for old Chucker here. Um, <laughs> but did the whole, you know, because you were known as big Chuck on the yeah, radio and, yeah. and were you an overweight kid? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's as far back as I can remember. I remember, God, I topped three bills. So I was I was in the triple digits by the time I was in third grade. And I remember Really? Yeah, there was this program called Identikid where we would get, you know, they were like little driver's license looking things. Is basically, you know, register yourself in case you get lost or you're missing or something. The police have all this and they give you an ID card, but they take your height and your weight. Mm. And I remember stepping on that scale and it was like a hundred and four pounds or something like that. And I remember just being like so embarrassed and I turned to the woman and I was like, probably a little third grader. Here's Charlie Carroll. I got to go on a diet, you know? Really? And, and yeah. And I was like, and that was the first time I was like, oh, and did God. that start your dieting? Well, no, I mean, you're third grade. What do you know about dieting? You know, I went right back to Burger King after that, you yeah. know, cause I figured I was okay. I was playing baseball, but I didn't know about calories in, calories out at that point. Did it become a self-fulfilling prophecy, though? You know, like with the whole big chuck and, you know, you kind of were the, the, you know, probably big, happy kid and news kid. And how ironic. 
I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. 
Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. So what was that like? I self-fulfilling prophecy? Yeah. I mean because you you find ways to just justify your weight. You you do like every little thing like I couldn't shed that weight when I was Big Chuck because then what? Would I have a job? Like, mm. could I be just Chuck on Big 100? Like, no. You know, so it's you lose a couple of pounds. And matter of fact, I, I did an endorsement for something called the Cookie Diet when I was there, and I lost a bunch of weight, but I was still big, of course. I remember that. God, yeah, the Cookie Diet. That was so awful. Oh my God, the Cookie Diet. That was sold to like all the radio stations. Yeah, and they were looking for people oh, to endorse it. Diet. And of course. Oh. Who's going to endorse it? Oh, let's get, let's get Big Chuck. Uh, didn't taste like a cookie, man. That was like... Oh, it was the nastiest, doo-doo sponge. proteiny. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, and um, so did that, lost a bunch of weight, and then just kind of threw up my hands, had enough of that. But yeah, anyway, so Big Chuck, can't lose the weight. And then, mm. you know, I also had this big personality at the time. Right. And so, you know, over-the-top, shock jock style, long hair... You know, just this is this is, you know, who I am. This is who I have to be. And so I didn't think twice about, you know, going and doing my $20 Taco Bell runs. You know, that was just a way to make sure that I kept, you know, being that character. And yeah, I in looking back, you know, because my journey, I've gained and lost 150 pounds. And um, about four years ago through mindful eating, I lost 40 pounds and I've kept it off. Mm -hmm. But in going back and doing the emotional part of it, you know, I realized too, a lot of times I use the weight because I was very afraid of my own. I was afraid to really like be me and I always felt like if I was truly me like I'd be just like an alcoholic slut or like all this stuff I just if I was like skinny I would have no control and so the weight I always kept the weight on as a way to kind of keep people away and and of realizing my full potential and it took me a long time to realize that I'm going to keep my knees together by like just eating. Yeah. I've never heard yeah. that. I'm going to stay pure by eating nachos. <laughs> it truly, and it 
really worked. No one wanted to have sex with me when I was like 190 pounds. Really? And I'm like 5'3". Yeah. It really, it was really a psychological thing. I was very afraid of my own, of truly being and owning my own power. Mm. I was very, very fearful of it, that. It's funny how we wear those masks, isn't it? It, It's crazy all the psychological things. Even if you had, like, you know, I, I had a pretty good childhood. You know, I mean, my dad passed away when I was in high school. That definitely affected me. But, you know... I had fun. I, my parents weren't alcoholics. You know, I had a very stable environment. But there's so much psychological shit that happens to all of us. And yeah. we're never really taught in school or, you know, along the way until I think people now are really talking about the psychological. But you don't know all the mental shit that's going on and mm. the baggage you carry. Yeah. And the things that people say to you that then become lots of times self-fulfilling. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I'm there with so, you. I've, I've heard that. I've um, been there. Yeah, and and of course, you know, the insults and you know, hey, fat boy, you know, what's well, up, fatty, fatty, fat, fat, and you know, it's yeah. it's just not nice things and you know whatever so that of course just exacerbates the problem and do you go back like do your high school have you have you seen a lot of like your high school college um, friends and like they must just like fall over when they see oh him. yeah so like they got on the escalator they went up i got on the escalator and i went down you know so um oh, right right and so you know some of them have come up to me and asked for advice and that's like so humbling wow. like that's so cool um oh my you know god that is full circle yeah i actually had a, a guy like he and i weren't really close in high school at all like i i don't remember even talking to him like we ran in such different circles but you know you get on facebook and it's like oh i know this guy guy let me you know friend him and and so um lo and behold like dude just shoots me a message and he's like i've been following you and you inspired me and i had the surgery and i lost all this weight and now i'm running marathons and i'm like <gasps> dude we've never talked and i did all this for you like goosebumps like that's so cool and that's what i love doing now it's like i love stories like that like everybody should experience this like it's such a mm. it's a rush it's a high and and but it's like realizing your potential because you never think that it's possible, and when you finally do it, it's like, holy crap, Isn't what it? else can I do, you know? It's truly, yeah. that's the thing, for years, I never, ever believed, I never believed I could trust myself around food, mm -hmm. and I never believed that I could ever go a day without thinking about how many calories I've eaten, how many calories I've burned, Have I, I, I always thought I would think about food, and then a couple years ago, I just had caught myself and I thought, oh my God, it's been months since, mm -hmm. and it is such a feeling and you're, and I'm like, fuck, if I can conquer <laughs> the weight issues, what else can I do? Yeah. And look at you. I mean, like you're doing your own thing. You're, you've got your own business going. You're not working for the man. Hell no. You're doing <laughs> yes! Sarah's podcast. Like oh, that's so cool. Like it's so cool. Like you are living life on your terms and that is awesome and so few people get to do that like you don't realize and maybe you do like how blessed you are to be in this position uh. and it's because you got that confidence you know by realizing what you were truly capable of doing oh oh my god i mean i can get emotional about it because i do i'm so grateful and i thank god every day that i just yeah that i've had the courage i've had some amazing people in my life that keep kind of holding my feet to the fire you know mm -hmm. because it's scary it's scary to have your own business and it's scary to build a career on your own terms because you don't have that security of like okay monday morning i'm i'm going into the tv station or i'm going into the radio station but um 
it, it's so fulfilling and it's amazing every every month i'm like yeah it's happening yeah, yeah it's, it's happening. so cool and so like i i got up the muster i actually pitched the idea of the podcast to the physicians committee yes! and um julie was the one that held my feet to the fire for that like i had had this idea rattling around for more than a year like i really wanted to do this and um went to uh, their big conference last summer the icnm and um wow chuck and and just bumped into you know some people and and i was like hey do you guys do a podcast and no, I was like, okay, well, let's set up a meeting to do it. And, you know, as soon as I got home, I was like, all right, well, and Julie's like, send an email now. And so I did. And, you know, the next week I had a meeting and then a couple weeks later had another meeting and then, you know, everything seemed like it was going really well. And then there's like three weeks of silence and yeah, then it's right. like, is, we right. want to do it. And so it's like, and then here we are, you know, and it's, wow. it's a dream. Like I'm getting paid to inspire people to enlighten people and it's everything that i ever wanted and like i'm i'm just I'm so not. grateful so grateful um circle back and tell us the story of the girlfriend and then i want your three tips uh, <laughs> for people who are probably feeling very down right now maybe because they um you know they're where you and i were six years ago eight years ago in our journeys um so tell us the story of the girlfriend first Big 100.3 had a crush on a girl in promotion. She will remain nameless, but um, I mean, I was crushing so hard on this girl. I was in my early 20s, and um, she was probably 18, 19. She was going to the University of Maryland, um, and she and I just, we, we clicked, you know, and um, I felt like there was this chemistry there, but, you know, she wasn't overweight, you know, so here I am, this, you know, mm. big dude, and I was like, man, you know, it was like, so eventually I, I just, I was like, screw it. I, I can't hold it in. Like, you know, the feelings just build up and like, you got it. You just got to yes. tell her. <laughs> so I did. And, um, I was like, you know, when are we going to start going out? You know? And she's like, we already are darling. I was like, no, I'm serious. Like, when are we start, you know, when are we going to start this? Because you and I both know that there's something there. And she's like, eh. And so she was nervous about it, but, you know, eventually she's like, yeah, you know, let's, let's do it. So that should have been red flag number one. So despite All the chemistry, right. you know, that's red flag the number hesitation. one. Right. So she and I got together, we were together for about a year and a half and, and she never told anybody that we were dating. Not really? even her parents. I had to wow. like beg and plead with her. Yeah, I take that back. She told one person after like seven months, and that was her best friend. And wow. you hear that, and it's like, it just sucks. It's like, am I not good enough? Am I truly right. not good? And this hurts to this day. Am I truly not good enough? What's going on here? And um, and that's that's just the way that it was to be kept in the closet, despite saying so many times, like this, this, why is this a secret? And she would tell me not to tell anybody. And it's like, come on, girl. Like, wow. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, are you so ashamed? Like, I treat you really well. You clearly like me. But, you know, what's what's the deal here? Why am I not good enough? Why don't you want to tell people that we're in a relationship? Mm. Is and it, it was the weight. It was. It, it must have been. You know, wow. um, and then, you know, find out later that she was also into girls. And so she and her friend had a thing going too. Oh, so. well, maybe <laughs> that's a, that's a whole other thing. 
that's a whole other thing. But she kept me in the closet and, you know, herself at the same time. And that's an honest-to-God true story. But nonetheless... <laughs> that's an awesome twist, what, but I understand the hurt. Yeah, oh my whatever God. the reason, man, it just sucked to, like, be kind of, like, kept on the QT. <laughs> But, oh, but, way, yeah, but, but the whole, too, but. Yeah, yeah, see, so that made it sting slightly <laughs> less. Slightly yeah. less, I was like, yes. oh, okay, okay then. Yeah, maybe there was a mm-hmm, lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> tell me this, for people who are beginning their journey, whether they're 20 pounds overweight, 100, 200, considering gastric, what is, um, what are your three things to get started and, and make it work and make a change? First, number one, um, and I'm sure that you've you've heard this before, rethink the word diet. Mm. A diet is a lifestyle. A diet is day in and day out what you do. A diet is not a short-term thing. A diet is not two weeks. It's not three weeks. It's not a month. It's not, you know, six months. You'll lose all the weight. A diet is for life. And so when you go and you make a change... Don't set a goal to have lost like 18 million. Don't set a goal to have lost 20 pounds just to be able to fit into a dress to go to, you know, a wedding or something like that. Right. Set the goal to lose 20 pounds and to keep it off. Yeah. You know, so that's that's number one. Number two is when you reach your target weight, don't have don't say, okay, well, when I lose 20 pounds, I'm going to have this slice of pizza. When I, ha- when I lose 20 pounds... Don't make the food the reward. Right. I would do that, too. I can have this Sunday. I would do that all the time. Be- and, and that sets you back because yeah. what people don't You're realize is... Like they they are addicted to food. Like we all are. You know, some yeah. people like I was really addicted to food. You know, so maybe not everybody's to that extent. Sure. But it's like when you eliminate something from your system, you've detoxed off of it. Why would you reintroduce it? It's the same thing for smokers. You stop smoking. Why would you think that you can have just a cigarette? Like mm. you can't. Like why would you reintroduce that stuff to your body? So don't reward yourself with food. Love it. You know? And so number three is don't get a gym membership. I love that advice. Do not. And, and like this is, uh, this is so critically important because you, again, when you start to rethink diet, you know, diet, what's the first thing you do? It's like we're going to clean out all the unhealthy stuff in our uh, pantry. We're going to um, go to the grocery store. We're going to get healthy stuff. And on the way home, we're going to stop and get a gym membership. And this is D, uh, January 1st. And you get that gym membership, and what happens by January 12th? You're not going anymore. Right. Because it's not sustainable. You haven't been doing that. So why would you go from being a couch potato, somebody that, you know, hasn't really exercised much at all, to thinking that you can go to the gym every single day after work? And you and I have talked about this over the years. I know after you got surgery, and I I did the same thing to keep off my 40 pounds. I still do it. All I do is walk, take the stairs. I do push-ups and sit-ups in my apartment. And occasionally, I mean, I have a gym in my building. I'll go there. But that is not, I mean, it's not every day. It's not religious. I don't keep the, I used to when I was on a diet, I'd be like, if I'm not working out for an hour, it's not, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. And literally, I lost the weight by parking all the way in at the end of the parking that's lot. That's my girl. That's and, my girl. And then I took the stairs. Yep. And that's that's really all, all it takes. All you have to do, right? To, Isn't to it keep crazy? it off. To keep it off. Yeah. That's literally all you have to do is all the things that you dismiss when you are overweight is saying, oh, that'll never work. Yeah, they do. 
Uh, and, and I would believe me, I was a big old pessimist, like a big time skeptic about that until I started to do it. And, you know, here, here we are, you know, almost nine years later and the weight's still off. And so to lose the weight, yeah, okay, so you do need to exercise a little bit, but don't get a gym membership. Walk. Walk. Stairs. Walk. Get down and do some push-ups. Get to the point you can do a plank. You don't have to do it for a minute. 25 mm. seconds. Get back up. Try 25 more. It's And it's all at your own home. Mm. It's free. And so here's here's the great thing, right? I built this into my work day. So when I got home, like I was done. Um, right. I arranged it with them that um, I could just have like a little extended lunch break so I could I could walk. So when I was 420 pounds and, and had just had the surgery, like, you know, barely walk across the street. My chest would start to tighten. I'd be sweating profusely. <laughs> so I'd walk across the street. And that's, that's as much as I would do. And I would go and I would sit on this bench and I would stare out at um, this baseball field. There was a park right across the street from my office at the time. And I would just sit there and, and stare and, you know, take in the sunny day and, and enjoy it and then go back to work. And then um, got to a point where I could walk around the block, did that. And then it became two blocks, three blocks. Eventually it was a mile. And then all the way up to five miles um, on wow. my lunch break. On my lunch break, Sarah. So here's the thing. So you build that in. And then you never have to worry about, after a long day, going to the gym. Getting your crap and going to the gym, yeah. It's done. And that's sustainable. That's sustainable. That is sustainable. I adore you. You inspire me all the time. I'm so proud of you, what you're doing with Dr. Barnard and the Physicians Group. Tell us where we can follow you personally. Mm. Excuse me as I take a sip of water. All right, so uh, it's uh, across the board on the tweeters and on Instagram, at Chuck Carroll, WLC. And uh, if you search Chuck Carroll on the Facebook, um, you'll you'll find me under the Weight Loss Champion. Or what is it? Facebook.com slash Weight Loss Champion. I think I'll take you right to And me. people can contact you through that, right? Because oh, you are yeah. so inspiring. Okay. I, I love, I love it when people reach out and, you know, either ask for help or inspiration or, or share their stories, you know? Yeah. I just, I love And where can people download the podcast one more time? iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search exam room, pcrm.org slash podcast. And hold on, let me plug something else if you don't mind. Yes, please, plug Um, away. I don't know when this one will drop, this particular podcast, but every third Tuesday of the month at Woodrow Wilson High School here in D.C., putting together a program called Vegan This. A little bit of an attitude, you know? So what's that? Vegan This. Vegan This. Instead of fuck this, vegan this. Yeah, see, you know. So, um, oh, I just curse. That's why you don't want me at this. It's it's Poor all kids. good. God knows. I've seen you Poor in live events. It's amazing. Yeah. I've seen the jaws hit the floor. I mean, it's so help me God. The day you were talking about the bathroom and long nails, I was like, what the <laughs> hell is happening right here? That was the funniest thing. And like. I, I just love you oh so God. much. So uh, anyway, so it's uh, it's tailored to new vegans. And so we're going to teach you everything that you need to know about going vegan. Um, if you've been vegan for a while, it's kind of a refresher course. So we're going to have doctors there. We're going to have a panel. Dr. Barnard is going to be speaking there. Awesome. We're going to teach people how to zoodle. Uh, we're going to be... Um, that sounds cool. Yeah, I know, right? So I just came from uh, WJLA. We had a zoodle race this morning, and that was that was a lot of fun. And... Um, and and so I get to MC that, and that's just another dream come true. So every third Tuesday of the month, you want to learn about it? Come on out, Woodrow Wilson High School, six o'clock. 
and uh, doors open there, and, and we'll do that for two hours. And it's the whole idea is to build a sense of community, yeah. you know, and, and support it. system is is so critical. It's so critical. So you're new vegan. Joe Smith is new vegan. Get the contact info. Keep each other on the regular, and, and you're good to go. Chuck, thank you again. It was awesome. Thank you're, you so much. It's my pleasure. Love it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.